<laughs> Man, um, I just love how, like, authentic it really is, you know? Like, this small group feels, or th- I'm sorry, this Tuesday night large group feels so different. Um, walking in here, man, like, it really does feel like family. And I think we can all feel that shift after this weekend. It really does feel like family. Like, I remember I walked downstairs, and then Alex, you know, who I've never talked to before the retreat, you know, like, I'm expecting to give him a a handshake, and he's all like, come here, big guy, you know? And, uh, yeah, but it really does feel like family. And, uh, man, it just feels so good. Um, speaking of family, I have really a privilege and honor to introduce, uh, I don't even want to say the guest speaker because he's my friend and he's my brother. Uh, his name's Abe, uh, Abraham. And I just met him probably like a month and a half ago. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we met about a month and a half ago, but seriously, like no fluff, no joke. Like, like we're like brothers. And we've been meeting up every single week. And every time we meet, it's always so deep. It's so fun. And I believe that's the type of relationship God wants to give all of us with one another is to have that kind of anticipation and all that. But, um, man, uh, when I think of Abe, when I think of Abraham, I just really, I really do see a man after God's heart. Uh, He loves the Lord so much. And um, I believe that it's so uh, timely that he's coming this time. Uh, when we were praying before large group started, a lot of us were just praying together. And as we were praying, I, I just felt like the Lord was saying that, that Abe was coming at this time because he's coming to lay down foundation. He's coming to lay down truth tonight. And, uh, you know, this weekend we've all experienced such a, a move of God's spirit in our hearts. And I, and I think that that's awesome. But what God wants to do is he wants to now lay down foundation. He wants to lay down truth because at the end of the day, truth is what we're going to hold on to. And uh, so, yeah, without any, well, without saying too much more. All right, I'm going to invite Abe up right now. Yeah, let's give it up. This is my beautiful wife, Boyun. <laughs> Uh, we got married uh, May 29th, 2010. So it's only been about 11 months. Our anniversary is coming up. Um, <coughs> but I wanted uh, my wife to, to pray for over you guys and just kind of bless you guys before we start. So. Mm. Let's pray. How about we just thank you so much for this time and for these brothers and sisters, God. God, you just love them so much, Lord. God, you, we just thank you, Lord, just for your love. That is just so thick, like, man, even I can feel it, you know. God, we thank you, Lord. God, you, before I was just coming up here, God, you are saying prophesy unto these young women and men. Say that, be alive, like how you prophesy to the bones, Lord. God, I pray that you will cause breath to enter into them tonight, God. God, I pray that as you breathe, Lord, that they will live, God. God, I pray that they would hear the word of the Lord tonight, God. That you, that you say, you are my servants. You are my beloved. 
And God, I pray that as breath enters into them, God, they will be and they will stand on their feet like a vast army in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray that in the name of Jesus that you will multiply them in the number. God, would you multiply? For God, you are not a God of addition but, oh, God, a multiplication, God. So, God, would you come tonight with power, God? Could I just sense that some of us here are saying, no, 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 wait, I, I'm weak. God, but I say that you, just as you have spoken to Gideon and said, no, mm-mm, you're my warrior. And I say, get up. And I say, get up. And so, God, we thank you. God, we, I pray, God, that they will stand firm in the identity that they are your sons and daughters tonight, God. God, all the lies that the enemy has been putting into the, I just cast that out. I just rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And so, God, would you come, Lord? And I pray that they would seek your heart, God. Your heart that seeks the lost, that brings back the strings, that bandages the injured, God, that strengthens the weak. And God, I pray that they would do just the same because they love you, God. And I, I pray that out of intimacy, Lord, that they would shepherd And God, we thank you that you have brought my husband Abraham here. It's not a coincidence that his name is Abraham and and that he's here today, Lord. God, you want to give them that father spirit, Lord. That spirit that just, ah, a family, Lord. We thank you, God. God, I thank you that you call them my beloved. Maybe some of them here feel like they're not worth it. But God, you say, no, no, no. Though you say you're dark, I call you lovely. So get up and dance with me. So, God, we thank you for this time, God. I pray that they would soak in your word. Would you anoint Abraham's mouth tonight? Would you um, pierce through their hearts like a double-edged sword in Jesus' name? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Um, just a couple words before I start. Um, oh, can I have someone lift up the projector screen? Because I want to use the chalkboard. Um, some of you guys are uh, visual learners, and so I'll, I'll do some lot of uh, drawings for you guys. I'm not the best artist, but uh, hopefully you guys will get the point. Um, as, just, as I was just praying for just your ministry, um, just really sensed, uh, when you were talking about family, um, I just, first of all, just God's presence is here. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> One of the images I saw was like Empire State Building, and just felt like, God is building a huge building, but it's not building of a, of, of a physical nature or structure, but it's of praise that goes to the Lord and that you will sense his presence through praise and that, that this house knows how to praise the Lord. Um, but when you're talking about family, I just really sense just that uh, my, my, my feet start to just tingle. Um, it doesn't really happen often. Um, and I just remember just the feet represents the gospel of peace that the family is going to be the conduit of how you guys are going to start to explode <coughs> exponentially as, um, as a family of God. That, that's going to be the very conduit and the vessel in which you guys are going to continue to grow as a ministry. Um, but with that, too, I feel like because um, um, from, the, from the leadership down, as, as Pastor Christian is the, the spiritual father in the covering of this place, with his anointing of, of just this sense of fathering, um, that anointing will continue to trickle down. And I really believe God's going to raise up a lot of young spiritual fathers. Um, you guys know African you know, country, you see that there's a lot of young ones that have to be fathers and mothers in a sense. And it's going to be like this in this house because you will know what it means to be a son and daughter in this place. And then as you know that you're a son and daughter, you will start to become fathers and mothers. 
at a very young age because God is raising up an army. He's raising up a mighty army for the end time, and, and it's accelerating. God is shaking the church. He's, 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 he's redefining things. He's disciplining his sons and daughters so that they would become fathers and mothers, <coughs> especially in this house. There's an anointing for that. There's a... Uh, there's, a, yeah, there's, a, there's an ability, there's an anointing for that reality to start to exist in this house. And so I'm excited for what you guys have here. Um, and lastly, um, your, your name is called Emmaus. And I felt like in your retreat, leadership, God is, God is so excited for your faithfulness. Oh my gosh, this is, this is the word faithfulness. Thank you for being faithful, for, for finding those two, finding that one or two. And walking with them. And supping with them. And experiencing life with them. Until their hearts were starting to burn with fire. The fire of the revelation of His love. And as you guys have received the revelation of His love, now you can continue to know. And as you know Him, I really believe it's going to start to do a new season where you guys start to <coughs> testify to His goodness. And so I'm going to pray for the testimony of his love to continue to expand as you guys share your encounters with him. And so, um, let's see here. So we're going to be in Luke 19. If you guys can flip your um, scriptures to that. Luke 19. Luke 19.10. Have you guys heard the uh, the Greek word sozo? Mm. Okay, Luke nineteen ten. <clears throat> For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. The word save in Greek, salvation is sozo. Now, sozo is not just forgiveness. It it really defines. Something even more encompassing. Just not forgiveness of sin, but it's something even greater than that. See, in my first experience of Christianity and my continued experience, I thought it was just all about just, oh, just being forgiven. God, forgive me. And then that's it. You know, like that's all I experienced. But God's salvation work in our life is so much more than that. And so let me, let me draw you guys a, a picture. Um, I'm going to go old school right here. Um, chalk. And so... Oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so God within himself is a triune God. He's a family within himself. Right? God, Father, Spirit, they're all chilling. They love each other. You know, and out of, you know in any family, out of marriage, right, what happens? You want to create. You want to make love, and you're going to create. You're going to make babies, right? And the love that you experience, you want to share. Right? You want to share that love, and you want to give that love to your children. And God within himself, out of love. Out of love. <laughs> creates Adam and Eve. And he lives amongst them. And within that, he creates the world. A little bit better looking than this in reality. However, creates the world. <coughs> Now, we call this scene creation, or we even call it original design, how God originally 
intended all things to be. Now, in this place, um, what did Adam and Eve um, enjoy with God? Come on. I don't want this to be um, just me preaching. I want this kind of be more of a seminar, okay? Because we're going to do um, some teaching and actually do some interactive stuff, okay? And so, come on, name some things. Communion. Fellowship. Okay, you podcast. Intimacy, okay. Okay, you can't read my handwriting, sorry. All right, let's just name it out. Unity, what? What else? Freedom, no shame. No fear, no pain, acceptance, purpose, affection, affirmation, stewardship, authority, power, to rule and to reign, to image himself throughout the whole earth, to be sons and daughters. But what happened? In that place, God gave Adam and Eve a choice. And in that place, he puts a tree. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give you a choice. You don't have to just do this unwilling. But I want you to be voluntarily embracing my plan, my original design. And in that place, through <coughs> Satan kind of coming into this thing. All right. Okay. All right. Um. All right, you guys like the pitchfork too. Okay, we got there. And we have Satan coming in. And what, you know what his ministry is primarily? Spiritual warfare, when you come down to it, it's just putting doubt and lies and partial truths. Did he really say that? That's the spiritual warfare. It's, it's a truth warfare. When it comes down to it, look at how he did it. Satan did it in, in Genesis. Look at how he did it with Jesus. It's always... Misquoting scripture, misquoting God, and there's a truth warfare. Every warfare you have is because you believe a certain lie instead of the certain truth that God has intended from the beginning. Okay? And so in that place, we choose this. And right there, what ends up happening? Adam, what happened? Right? What happened? He goes, Eve did it! She did it! And so what happens? You have this fracturing of relationship already. You have a fracturing of God's relationship with His people. You have the fracturing of even individually their own hearts. You have the fracturing of basically us using the world for ourselves. Sin enters the world and basically the world is fractured. What does that mean? That means systemically, for instance, we have um, natural disasters. We have war, we have famine, we have genocide, we have human trafficking, we have bad stuff, right? All around the world. We have earthquakes. The world is growing, creation is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. And so right here we have fall. Satan's ministry is to steal, to kill, destroy. Like that. <laughs> he wants to fracture everything. Even my chalk. Okay? But God's seeing this. And seeing this fracturing. 
I mean, you read the scriptures from Genesis all the way to Revelation. This is going to give you a, a picture, picturamic a view of what the whole Bible is all about. I'm going to give you a pan view of the larger, big, broad strokes of what the gospel is throughout the scriptures. God sends his judges, his prophets, his people, his shepherds, his kings. Yet every single time, they say no. They stiff arm God. I know my way. But God is not distant. It's a God who continued to pursue. He doesn't say apathetic or ignorant. He sends himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And to those who accept him and receive him, they're restored in relationship to him. However, the world in itself is still fractured. We call this the scene of redemption. Or you can say salvation. Or if you want to be fancy, you can go Greek and go say, this is sozo. Sozo is not just forgiveness of sin. It means preservation. It means deliverance. It means restoration. It means peace. It means purpose. Everything that was lost here, remember? All the shame, pain, and the guilt, and the fear, and the um, lack of purpose, and lack of acceptance, lack of affection, lack of identity, all that being restored in the knowledge of the Son of God. <coughs> and Jesus has to restore his people, changing the stony heart to a heart of flesh, changing the disconnected to people who are connected, giving us the power of the forgiveness and love to be able to restore community. And have family. Some of you guys experienced that at the retreat. And in that place, God calls us into mission. And he calls us into community. Or family. And in that place, when Jesus Christ was with his disciples... He said, you know what? I'm going to peace out. I'm going to go to the Father. And the Father has a promise for you. And he's going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be your counselor. He's going to be a comforter. He's going to reveal everything of what I taught you. And continue to reveal that. Because you forget stuff all the time. And I'm going to continue to empower you through. Here's my bird. Here's my Holy Spirit. All right? All right, and so now there's a little bit more girls and boys here, you know, sons and daughters. Hopefully, they'll start to mature and become son, uh, fathers and mothers. And they're going out to this broken world because it's still broken. And we join now Sozo, we join everything what Jesus did, everything. What he did, we now do. Everything that Jesus did. I'm talking about casting out demons. You're seeing the Holy Spirit coming down. You're seeing shame being broken off. People being restored into relationship. You're seeing communities being renovated and changed. The sick are getting healed. You're seeing those who are hungry being fed in the name of Jesus. Everything you'll see in the past, even into the present, because we serve the same God. And so the power of the Holy Spirit, oh my gosh, 
we have the presence of God to continue to invade every sphere of influence. And so you guys have heard the seven mountains before, right? And so in the seven mountains, we see the media, arts and media, the business, the education, the government, the education, the family, um, religion, anything else. Arts, yeah, arts and media. All those spheres, the culture spheres. God's called us to be the hands and feet, moving the power of the Holy Spirit to go into the ends of the earth. All right? But we still await the day when Jesus will come back and he will fully consummate and fully restore all things. This is the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is the storyline that we will see. Jesus will come back again. And we're going to see, hey, have we been faithful stewards in the seven mountains? Have we been faithful stewards in this world with what we have been given and the revelation that God has given? And so I want you guys to flip to um, Luke 19. Still there. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. We took a big pan view of the gospel. Now I want to go. I want to show you a sozo experience. One sozo experience. Okay. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with the man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord. I give half of my goods to my poor. And I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation. I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jericho is um, a center of commerce. It's a place where tons of transactions happen, all the exports and the imports. It's a very rich and abundant place. It has a, lots of tolls where they're collecting all the taxes and all these things are happening and people are hustling and bustling. It's, it's a very rich place. Okay? This is where Herod built his um, um, temple and all this type of stuff and he continued to expand in that place. And um, basically, Jesus was passing by. Oh, thank you. Sweet. I can even put this up there, too. Cool. Yeah. That's good. So, Pat, Herod, oh, not Herod, <laughs> Jesus was passing by. <coughs> so, in that place, we see tons of people wanting seeing Jesus, right? Because he's a superstar, right? He's doing a lot of cool things. And one of those characters that we see 
is Zacchaeus. You guys know the song? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Oh, is this for song? Hey, sycamore tree to see. And he said, you come down. I'm going to your house today. I love that song. I sang it a lot when I was in Sunday school. Okay. Anyways, back to the real message. Okay. Um, who is Zacchaeus? Who is Zacchaeus? He's the chief tax collector. He was defined as a chief tax collector. He wasn't any tax collector. He was the chief tax collector. There was no mention in anywhere in the Bible that there... Any other examples of anybody being a chief tax collector? That means he was the best extortionist. You guys knew tax collectors, they had to make money by extorting not only outsiders, but his own people. He had power. He had leadership. He was so good at it, he was the chief of them. So I'm pretty sure there's other little tax collectors around him that looked up to him, even though he was short, right? And he had... You know, a huge house, probably a nice, you know, trophy wife, you know, and he had this nice car, if there was a car at that time, you know, and he had everything. He had servants. He probably had lots of men and people around him. But why was he doing all these things? See, this man was filled with so much pleasure of the world, yet there was something lacking inside of him. So much to the point when he saw and he heard about Jesus, he was running up a tree to look to him. What was the reason why he was so into looking for Jesus? He was short. I don't know if you guys, you, I'm not sure if you guys experienced this before, if you're short before. Um, when you're short, when you want to play kickball, you don't get picked. People don't pick you because you're small. Or if you want to play basketball, they're not going to pick you. So, I mean, this guy had some, you know, I I may be putting a little bit of interpretation on this, but, like, you know, short people, they got problems sometimes. Right? They got problems sometimes. You could say say small stature, too. Like, small people have sometimes problems because they feel this sense of inferiority complex, right? We can all feel... Zacchaeus. I mean, you guys all have certain areas of your body that you aren't really secure with. Is there certain personalities of yourself that you're really not really confident in? You know what? I, I was thinking, and I was like, wow, why is Zacchaeus the chief tax collector? Why are we so motivated? It's like, it's because he's trying to... No one could see him. He wanted to be known. He's short. No one could see him, Literally. And he was trying to make a name for himself. And it was going to be through power, through leadership, through money. And you know what? What would make yourself go to a point where you would exploit your own people and enslave them, put them in bondage and deceive them? Why? Because he's been so hurt. He, he would hurt others. He would become so selfish. At the expense of them, he would elevate himself. His identity and it was influenced by money power, success. But as he was going to the crowd, and he's like, hey dude, what are you guys looking at? Oh, there's Jesus. Can I come? No. Dude, no one in the crowd liked Zacchaeus. 
Can you, come on, man. I want to see, man. I want to see. No. They pushed him away. And you know what he was always good at? Trying to find some, some high place, right? So he goes in. He's climbing up a tree, right? He continues to climb up a tree. That's the story of his life. He had to climb. Do you feel like you have to climb up a tree every single time to find that someone can see you, that someone can recognize you, that someone can accept you, that someone can say, I know you, and I see you, and I want you? Oh, man, that's the story of us. Zacchaeus is us. What are you climbing? You guys are at Yonsei, man. Yonsei is a pretty good school. I'm not sure where you guys are from, America, whatever it is. I'm pretty sure you guys are pretty up there. You have some type of dreams. I mean, if you guys are from America, you have the American dream. If you're in Korea, I guess Korean dream. I don't know. Whatever dream you have, you have a dream, right? And you want to be up there. And you're trying to make yourself and be something. For what? To be seen? Dude, that was my story. My story was um, in high school, I, I was valedictorian. I was ASB government. I, I had prom... Um, you know, I was in the prom court kind of stuff, and I, I was in music. I was, I did everything. 4.0, I had everything. I thought at the end, if I had a girlfriend, then I would be happy. And I, so I got a girlfriend that was two years older than me, and I was like, yeah, you know, because at that time, that's pretty cool, right? To have someone a little bit older than you. If you're a guy, and you guys should know that. That's. <laughs> and so I, I got her, right? But I was so miserable. I wanted, I was building a resume to be seen, to be accepted. My whole life was about a resume to be seen and accepted. Some of you guys do it by doing good things. Some of you guys do it by being bad things. But either way, whether you're here or there, both of you guys are working to be seen. And you're climbing up that tree. And he's climbing up. Maybe. Because he said, you know, he knew that Jesus would pass by here, maybe. And you know what happens? I mean, he was just passing by. Jesus looks up. And he sees him. He sees him. He sees him. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He says, come down. Get off that tree. Stop it. Some of you guys have been climbing that tree and continue to climb that tree. It's an idolatrous affair that you continue to climb that tree to find your acceptance, to find finally someone who would see you. But Jesus is looking at you and he's saying, you know what, I see you. I see you. Come down quickly. I want to go to your house. I want to have intimacy with you. I want to eat with you. I want to hang with you. I want to dwell with you. Oh, Zacchaeus is our story. Amongst all these people, some of you guys go, I don't want Jesus to pass by me. I got to climb up something. I got to be seen. Oh, he sees you. He sees you. And he wants to meet with you today.
What is his response? It's pretty radical. It's pretty radical. You see, Zeke, <coughs> Zacchaeus, he had this hole in his heart and he was seeking it out for what? Through money, through power, through extorting people, all this stuff, all these behaviors. You can put all the behaviors that he was doing, all selfishness. But you know what? He was doing all that to be accepted, to find affection. He did all these things to be accepted. But Jesus sees right to it and he says, you know what? I already accept you. Uh, You can't even read that. I already accept you. And out of your acceptance, something radically would change. Your behavior outside of your heart will totally change. What happened? He said, I'm going to give away half of my possessions. Not only that, if I've extorted someone, I'm going to give them four times as much. Dude, that guy's going to go bankrupt. He was so bankrupt before that he would extort other people and take from them selfishly at the expense of others. How could he all of a sudden do the complete opposite? Because his identity was shifted. Jesus saw him. He knew him. Established sonship. He says, everyone else in the Pharisees would say, this guy's a sinner. He's a tax collector. That's what a spiritual a religion, religion would say. So he's a tax collector and he's a sinner. Why would you go to that person's house? And those are the, the lies that continue, would, would continue to bombard you. But Jesus says this, no. Him and his household is saved. And he's a son of Abraham. Basically, that means he's a child of God. That's his identity. That's what I see him. I already accept him. He doesn't see all the facade of all your behaviors and all the junk that's around you. He says this, you're accepted. I see you. I know you. Come down quickly from that tree because I'm going to your house today. I want you guys to close your eyes. Can I have someone do a guitar? I'm going to lead you guys in um, a time where you meditate on this scripture. And I'm going to lead you guys. The Holy Spirit is going to guide you in this kind of interactive prayer journey. If you are open to this, I really believe God is going to encounter you and you're going to experience something radical. And I challenge you, especially men, Especially Asian men. Oh my gosh. I've done this with a lot of university students. I've been teaching this a lot of times and, and, and inviting them into times of prayer sessions. And they have the hardest times for some reason. They've been so disconnected from their feelings and their heart. But God wants to meet you guys. And I challenge men, really enter and press into this, okay? Okay? We're just going to spend time. I'm going to just talk about the scripture a little bit. And lead you in this interactive prayer activity. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, I ask that you, would you open up our eyes right now? Holy Spirit, be present in this place. Do your ministry of revealing Jesus to them at this moment. As you close your eyes, 
picture this. All the, all the chairs here and all the people here. Just picture in your mind. And you're saying, Jesus, where are you? Jesus, where are you? I want to see you. There's too many people. And like you are climbing up a tree, I want you to visually picture yourself climbing up your chair. And in that place, as you guys open up your hands and put it on your lap as if you're receiving something, could you guys do that? Open up your hands as if you're receiving Holy Spirit, would you reveal a picture of their hearts in that place as they're standing up in that chair and they're holding their hearts. Holy Spirit, would you reveal the condition of their hearts? God's going to start to reveal to you right now a picture, a word, an image of your heart. And as you hold it, how does it feel? Is it heavy? Is it light? Holy Spirit, come. Bring clarity. Jesus is now entering into this room. And he looks up. And he sees you. He sees you. As he draws near to you, what are you saying? What are you doing? What is he saying? What is he doing? Holy Spirit, come. More of your presence, Lord. He says, come down quickly. Go down your chair quickly. He's like, I'm going to your house today. Give him your heart. Present your heart to him. Present your heart to him. He accepts you already, so you can give your heart to him. It's okay. Give your heart to him. As he has the heart, what is he saying? What is he doing? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would give him the faith and the ability to give them the heart. What is he saying? What is he doing? And what are you saying? What are you doing?
And he goes, you know what? I want to take you somewhere. Grab his hand. He grabs your hand. So I want to take you somewhere. He goes to a house. Opens the door. And you notice right there a throne room. And you see the Father. And the Father sees you. Calls you sons and daughters. Jesus goes, God, I'm not ashamed of them. I'm not ashamed of them. I accepted them. I died for them. So they can boldly access the throne room. And the Father is saying, you're welcome here. For you're a son of Abraham. You're a child of God. You're welcome in this place. As you see him and he sees you, what happens? What are you saying? What are you doing? What is he saying? What is he doing? Holy Spirit, would you reveal the Father's heart? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. And picture yourself as sons and daughters, little sons and daughters. And just as how in Luke 15, the father runs after his son and his daughter. Let him embrace you, kiss you, before you can even repent. Before you can even tell him your forgiveness issues. He's going to throw a party. As he embraces you, just say, Daddy. Just say, Daddy. Holy Spirit's ministry is to help you to say this and to know and have assurance of this. Say, Daddy. You don't have to say it out loud. You can just kind of lip it. You can say, Daddy. And let him say, Yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. Just soak in that truth and that reality. And he sees you. Every single time he says, yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. And you say, daddy. He's saying, I accept you. I affirm you. I have affection towards you. Oh, Lord, would you reveal your father's heart right now?
this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Can I have the lights, please? If you can continue to just strum a little bit. For some of you guys, this may have been really weird. I've never prayed for that long before or whatever it may be. But for some of you guys, you have encountered and you you experienced something. And God has said something. And something about testimony, it really breathes faith. And it really encourages faith for those around us. Now, this is a family. We need to be able to share our story. Because as, as the people of Maus, when they went to Damascus Road, when they encountered the Lord, they start to share their testimony. Lord, Jesus is alive. He's resurrected. And you need to share what he's doing. So just raise your hand. Um, what happened? As you guys held up your heart and you gave that heart to Jesus, can you guys share me just really quickly what happened? Can someone just share with me? Raise your hand. What happened? I was holding out my heart and I didn't like what I saw. But um, Jesus said, it's okay because I'm going to give you my heart. So... I saw an image of, like, he just took my heart and then he put his heart in me. Yeah, so, uh, pretty overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure, like, what happened to that heart. <laughs> I don't know, like, really what it means, but I think I just, like, want to dwell on that. I want you to close your eyes and you're saying, hey, where's my heart? You give me your heart, but I don't know where my heart is. Close your eyes and say, God, where did you put my heart? He's going to show you a picture. Anybody want to share? As they're beating one heart, how are you feeling?
So I saw my heart as kind of like a, a glass crystal, like floating, um, but it was like a sort of it needed to be filled, um, and I I felt like I was trying to fill it up, but it was like slowly filling, and then um, but not filling all the way. But then I, when I gave my heart to Jesus, uh, it just got enormous. It like got way bigger, and I was like, "Oh shoot! Like, how am I going to fill that?" And then um, uh, God filled it up entirely, and I was just like, "Oh, so I don't have to do anything." <laughs> so, and yeah, it was really good. God would change our heart for His heart. He will help us to know His heartbeat. He expands our heart. And he will fill to that capacity. What else? Anybody else? Yeah, I saw my heart. Like, as you said, I went up the chair. And I saw my heart, like, really smoked up. Like, and it was really bad. It has all the bad things in it. And when I went, when I came down... It was cleansed. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, that He cleanses our hearts. He cleanses our hearts. How many of you guys struggled to see Jesus as He came to your heart? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Can Can you share a little bit why it was a struggle? So, is that? part I I wasn't really sure because I saw a bird and it was colorful it was like a mini parrot or something and I don't really understand what that means um and um it was just on a hand so I don't know whose hand that was and then um for the next part I didn't get something like a different something resembling a heart but it was it, the bird flew so I just didn't get yeah, there's a there's a sense of promise. Are you, do you sing? No. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it was the different colored. Yeah, rainbow re- re- uh, represents promise. And is God just doing a lot of freedom in your heart right now lately? Yeah. Amen. Sweet praise, praise the Lord. So Jesus is is freeing you to really fly with the promises that's over your life. Amen. 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 Um, as you guys were led to Jesus to go to this house and to go into the presence of the Father, and Jesus was declaring and saying, I'm not ashamed of my brothers and sisters. And you encountered the Father. Can anybody share kind of that, that kind of scene, what happened? Don't be shy. Uh, so, I was I was holding my heart, right, and then I didn't have the time to give it to Jesus. But so so then you already say, "Come to the throne room." And <laughs> so I I just precipitate to the. <laughs> I just opened the door and I saw like this old uh, living room and uh, I was like, 
Oh, this is from you? Oh. And I, I just uh, saw kind of an uh, old person on the like, this sofa, main sofa. And like, he was just saying, like, I've been waiting for you. Like, why did you keep me down like, in that old room, you know, inside mm-hmm. of your heart? And I was just like, can you just hug me? And then he's like, yeah, come on. And then I just picture myself like hugging like, like this father figure. And, and, you know, I could feel his like kind of beard and stuff like on me. <laughs> and I was really like, you know, like kind of just like the affectionate, I was like fatherly figure I was looking for. Like, um, and he told me like, just stop striving for like, you know, affection, like, uh, just be myself and like even though like my earthly father like isn't isn't you know good enough but you know his perfect father's love is more than enough for me so I just picture myself hugging him until the end of this so it's a real life like yeah Amen Don't you love it? I mean he says straight up, say, welcome. He invited you in his arms. Touching his beard, man. Were you like a little child? Like a little baby? Kind of felt like you were just comforted and embraced? Um, guys, these are all ways that we can pray and meditate. It's, these are all scriptural stuff. Luke 15, prodigal son running towards the father and the father embracing. We're just meditating that. That scripture and the Holy Spirit is, is breathing fire to that reality Holy Spirit would you reveal the, my heart what is that in the Psalms search me oh God know my anxious thoughts know my heart and then some of you guys are like man I don't like my heart it's because you never stopped to ask the Lord to search your heart you guys are so busy Korea is so busy you need to slow down take some silence and solitude say Lord search my heart some of you guys looked at your heart and you were almost disgusted. You, you felt so heavy. That's the condition that you're, you're running through. No wonder you feel disconnected. No wonder you are snapping at people because you're not in the right heart condition. It's all about the heart. But what happened when you gave your heart to Jesus? What happened when you gave your heart to Jesus? It was cleansed. It was enlarged. It was filled. Wasn't he gentle? Was he condemning you? Anybody else have any stories or sharing about specifically the the encounter of the Father? Okay. Um, So, Jesus took my hand and he led me into the room and there was God. But I just couldn't look at him. Um, yeah it's not because like I'm ashamed or anything I just couldn't look at him but God was just like searching my face he was just like looking at my face <clears throat> yeah and he was just like yeah he was saying that you are my delight I delight in you you bring so much joy and I just delight seeing you. Just, yeah. Yeah, he was just saying that over and over again to me. Yeah. 
you would just picture the Father and enter into his embrace. Oh my gosh, for six months, guys, I had a period of time for two hours. I'd picture myself as a little boy. And I would say, Daddy. (laughs) And I would sit on his lap. Because we can have that access. We can boldly enter that throne. And he will say, you're my beloved one. You're accepted. I delight in you. And I had to, I had to have him say, you are my son. And I had to say, daddy. The Holy Spirit was confirming and helping me say, daddy, Abba. And each time he said, son, oh my gosh, it established something in me. It established something in me. It established something in me. Literally for six months, for two, for, for two hours at a time, I would just meditate on that. Oh, that, that just oh, blew me away. There was a sense of security and rootedness. The funny thing is that some of you guys, when you went to the presence of the Father, you, you maybe saw like a weird picture of the Father. Or maybe you saw a, f- a funny picture of Jesus. Maybe a Jesus that's apathetic. Or a Father that's indifferent or stern or angry. Maybe that's how you truly believe who Jesus and who the Father in heaven is. But our God, our Jesus, is not apathetic. He comes down. He pursues you. He embraces you. He's compassionate over you. Let me break that lie off of you right now. Jesus and our Father is totally other. and like thinking about all the things I was like I don't know I don't feel good with my heart like I, I don't feel good like I was looking at all these things I'm like God I don't know I, I'm i not perfect I I made mistakes and I feel like I was running into this crowd like trying to reach to Jesus and I had to climb this cherry blossom tree <laughs> and then he's just he was walking and then he looked back and then he looked back at me and he said, I'm here for you and I love you and I just give you my love because no matter what you've done and no matter what you do, I still love you. Amen. And right there, as you reveal your heart, Jesus defines it right away. He changes all of your rejection into a place of acceptance and he sees you. Let Jesus see you. Because he accepts you already. That's the gospel. And out of acceptance, out of relationship, things change from there. Last thing. I don't know when the next time I'm going to be here, so I want to just give you guys everything. Uh, <coughs> oh. Okay, this is the Father. This is the Holy Spirit. And this is Jesus. And this is, 
If Jesus is the head, we are. Yeah, so the church is my hands. And feet. All right. Now in that, we live in the world, right? So here's the thing, guys. Before anything, before he preached, before he cast out demons, before he did anything, what happened? He said, you're my beloved son whom I delight in. Pastor Benjamin Robinson established something in, in your guys' uh, church. He talked about your, your purpose is your relationship with him. Jesus never functioned outside of his relationship. The whole world was against him. Yet he was not alone. Where did his authority come from? Where did his power come from? Where did his strategies come from? Where did his compassion come from? It was through the intimacy of the Father, powered by the Holy Spirit. He did everything what the Father was saying and doing. Nothing else. And what we are is basically the very extension of that reality. We're mediated through Jesus Christ. Where does our power come from? Where does our authority come from? Where did our strategies come from? It comes from the reality that we are part of this family. We're included in that circle through Jesus Christ. And like Jesus was sent in every single way with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the Father's will to do His work, just as much so, we are sent to this world to do the very same my hope and my desire for you guys will start to get fat bellies. You will grow your family as you understand that reality. But you understand, this comes to when you come to an agreement to whatever Jesus is saying and doing. You got to know his heart. How do you know his heart? First, ask the Holy Spirit, reveal my heart, God. And give that heart to Jesus. Just call it the heart prayer. Do it, practice it in Philly. Let's do the heart prayer right now. Let's do it together. Let's just share what happens. Okay? And do the, the, do the, do the Father, go into the Father prayer. I don't care. Just make it up and say it, you know. Abba, Father, Daddy, you know. Just do that. Practice that. Share about your experience. What is the Father saying and doing? Maybe if you have a wrong picture of him, then read some scripture. Put some truth in because that's a lie that Satan is putting in and, and he's distorting that picture. There's a power in agreement when Jesus came to agreement with the Father's will. and the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to do miraculous things. There's a power in church when they come to an agreement to Jesus and draw their hearts near to him. It's out of intimacy they're able to flow and do all things. I want to pray. Um, if I could have just the prayer ministry. Who, who's in the prayer ministry? Or just people who pray. You guys can come up right here. Just for five minutes. If you guys feel like, if this is you, that I want to know. I want to know my design. I want to know what God sees in me. What are those things that have been fractured by lies in the enemy? 
If you want to receive prayer, just come up here. Just receive prayer. You guys can start coming up right now. Father, right now we ask that you would reveal your heart and your nature. Boyun. And Danny, if you want to come and pray over people. God, I pray as, 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 as your brothers and sisters, as your sons and daughters come up to receive prayer, would you release, look at their original design before the enemy came to fracture it and put lies and doubts and partial truths. Would you break up the follow ground, Lord God? And sow a seed of truth that would establish them, Lord God. Holy Spirit, would you empower? There be a, a prophetic anointing that will be released, Lord God, right now. To just flow. God, what is your original design? What is their heart over them right now? 